Home is where you are. I found home in you. Hello, and welcome to Listen Well, a Love Well podcast. The Love Well Institute for the Creative Arts is an arts education not-for-profit where students from around the world have been conceiving, writing, and performing original full-length musicals since 1989. Tonight, we've got a new episode in our Lovewell Rewind series, where we take a look back at musicals from the Lovewell Vault with interviews from original creators and the complete audio of the show. Tonight's musical is About Face, a musical recollection, written by the students and staff of Lovewell Fort Lauderdale Teen back in 2007. Here's the official synopsis of that show. This avant-garde musical, narrated by a colorful group of players, deals with the broad ideas of war and the effects it has on soldiers and those that are left behind. There are a group of wanderers who bring a human element to the story, a group of soldiers who illustrate the mechanics of conflict, and the group of players who poetically and comically guide us through the story, shedding light onto the many challenges faced by war-torn communities. Remember, this show was completely written by the students that you'll hear performing it. With the help of their staff, they brainstormed every plot point, came up with every melody, wrote every scene, and choreographed every dance. If you've heard of About Face, you probably know it best for the song Home and You, or maybe even the famed Tire Cross. But those are just two of the many enduring moments from this production. I'm especially excited for tonight's broadcast because About Face was my first show as a Lovewell student. There are countless fond memories from the creation of that show, and you'll hear our two guests talk about some of those memories here in a bit. It's hard to put into words just how important the three weeks creating this show were to me. Without them, I might not have pursued theater education in college, and you very likely wouldn't be listening to this podcast because it probably wouldn't even exist or if it did, someone else would be hosting it. To say it simply, creating About Face in the summer of 2007 with my friends was the most life-changing experience that I've ever had. But before we get to our guests, let's have our first Listen Well mailbag segment. The Listen Well Mailbag is where you get to ask questions about all things Love Well, and I do my best to answer them. Now, let's see what's in our mailbox. And it's empty. Wow. Great first Listen Well Mailbag segment. All right. Well, we need your help to make the Listen Well Mailbag vaguely interesting. So please send all of your questions to me, tyler at lovewell.org. I cannot do the Listen Well mailbag if my mailbag remains empty. These questions can be about making this podcast or writing a Lovewell musical, Lovewell history, or anything in between. Send me questions. I do not want to see an empty mailbag next month. Now, our two guests for tonight are Lovewell icons from around the world. Yes, you heard me around the world. And they are the perfect two people to be talking to you about what went into creating About Face. 
We're going to stick with our zigzagging interview answers so you can hear both of our guests in a more natural interview setting. Please make sure your seatbelts are fastened because otherwise this interview will knock you right on the floor. Let's head on over to our interview with Michael Fink and Helena Sund. Michael, Helena, welcome to Listen Well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and uh, hey, Michael, thank. Thank you so much for having me. And hello, Helena. I miss you and want to hang out. And you should hang out in New York more. Also, I should go to Sweden. But that's another thing. Anyways. Michael, give us the rundown. What's been going on in Finkland lately? So I'm still here uh, living in New York, uh, which you might be hearing throughout this podcast because there are uh, New York City sirens going off and people outside my apartment having a great time uh, playing some cool music. So you may be hearing that throughout this podcast. Uh, but I'm still here in New York writing musicals with some really cool people and writing some songs for concerts that are happening later this summer. I'm also planning a concert uh, of my own at the end of the summer, which is something to look forward to. Um, oh, and one cool thing coming up is I wrote a musical short that's going up at the end of the month, uh, part of a festival of 10-minute musicals. Uh, it's happening at Signature Theater on 42nd Street, which is really cool. It's a very odd little musical, and uh, my, my dear friend Aaron Gross is directing it, and it should be a lot of fun. But I'm working on lots of little things here and there, too. That sounds awesome. Be sure to tell us when and where that is, and we will let the Level community know. Helena, how are things going over in Sweden? What have you been up to lately? I've been pretty swamped with work lately. Um, I work as a journalist in Stockholm, Sweden, um, at one of Sweden's largest newspapers. And, uh, you know, um, there's always work to be done in that field. But uh, currently, I'm looking forward to a two-week vacation in Bali, Indonesia. And my plan is to put both phone and computer on flight mode during that stay. Mm, we'll see if I succeed. That sounds excellent. Hopefully, you will still be using your phone to listen to Listen Well, though. Um, Michael, uh, you've been through your fair share of Lovewell processes or processes. Which one is it? Anyway, I think you'll have a great answer to this question. How do you explain Lovewell to someone who has never heard of it before? So Lovewell's really cool because even though we have a big community of artists that are a part of it, you'll still run into lots of people who don't know much about it. So I have the same sort of elevator pitch of, of trying to describe it, which is essentially Lovewell does workshops with professional artists and high school students collaborating together to write a full-length original musical in the span of three weeks. And at the end of the three weeks, you do a full production of that show. It is as crazy as it sounds. It's also as uh, empowering as you imagine it to be. And uh, it's just thrilling and absolutely psychotic that, that such a program exists. And it's, it's, it's crazy that it's existed so successfully for so long, which is awesome. It's always hard describing Lovewell to people who don't know much about it or haven't gone through the process. You know, I get lots of questions like, who writes out all the individual notes in the sheet music? Or who decides who plays the lead? And those typical questions, which I totally understand why those questions come up, they're not necessarily relevant to the actual process. You know, you don't really have leads. You don't have auditions. You have, you have a group of people 
all with the common goal of writing, producing, and, and performing a full-length musical. And whatever it takes to put that on happens because everyone's sharing that goal together. So on the one hand, you have to do it to totally understand it, but also on the other side of it, that idea of uh, of collaboration and a common end goal is is a universal concept that many people can can gravitate towards. So when you go see a Lovewell production, even though you weren't part of the process, you can still imagine what it must have been like to go through to problem solve. What did it take to come up with this plot? How did that song develop? Why did the right why did the the creators choose to have this character go through this experience? And and you can sort of put yourself in the room, and, and even if you don't know exactly what it was like, you can sort of imagine how that process goes. And, and of course, it helps to talk to people who actually uh, went through that process. I love that. It's just a different form of creative problem solving. Helena, walk us through your Lovewell history. You're only our second Swedish guest on this podcast, but you're our first one for these Lovewell Rewind episodes. How did you hear about Lovewell? What was your first show and what eventually brought you to America to do Lovewell? Yeah, I'm going to try to make this as brief as possible, uh, but bear with me. Um, my mother saw an ad in our local newspaper that a Lovewell program was happening in my hometown, which is Linköping in Sweden. This was in 2005 and I was 13 years old at the time. Uh, of course, neither my mom and I or I knew what level was, but I liked singing and meeting new people, and I wanted to learn better English, so I signed up. Um, that production was called The Road to Evil, and it was a Tim Burton-esque show about the seven deadly sins, and I think we were about ten students uh, and, like, three or four staff. Um Needless to say, it was amazing, and I couldn't wait to do it again. So the next year, in 2006, I signed up for the program in Fort Lauderdale. And being only 14 and having never traveled that far before, my mom actually went with me, and she helped staff that year. Um, and it was probably, to this day, the best three weeks of my life. So, of course, I had to go back in 2007. And we are so glad that you did. Michael, looking back on a creative process that was so long ago, uh, what are the details or the moments that stand out to you the most? Why do you think those are the ones that have stuck? More than anything, I remember um, there was this song at the top of Act 2 that I love so much called Thank Ya Al. And the song basically is about all these famous, brilliant people named Al, real people, who were inventors or creators of some sort and the creations they made were catastrophic. You know, Alfred Nobel, Alfred Einstein, or Al uh, not Alfred, Albert Einstein. I gotta get my owl straight. Um, and, um, and it's this very ironic thing where, you know, after they tell the story of each owl, you know, the whole casting's, hey, nice try, but um, um thank you, owl, like super ironic. And of course it culminates into a fictional owl which is the owl in the story of about face who created this serum or this drug that uh, makes soldiers uh, forget their past or it erases their memories. And I wasn't a part of that writing process, but like when we shared it, there was, for those of us who weren't in the room who got to hear the song, there was this hands throwing up in the air kind of hallelujah moment of like, holy guacamole, how did you come up with this song? 
How did you come up with these ideas? How did you come up with the idea of a consistent owl? <laughs> Which was uh, amazing. Um, also, uh, I'll never forget um, when the song uh, Home was written, uh, Home and You. And, and I wasn't a part of that writing process either. I was very lucky enough to get to sing in that song in the show, but I was in a dressing room writing the song that was going to lead into our finale. So this was one of those moments where we were splitting up into different rooms and we were trying to accomplish different things at once. So I remember Megan Nagy was with Ryan McCall and a bunch of other people writing Home and You. I was with Cassie Spangler and uh, Derek Jason and a bunch of people writing a different song. And it was so funny because you know, this, the room I was in, we were trying to write the song that leads us to the end of the show, which is really hard. And so we, we were having a tough process um, and we eventually got through it. And it was this beautiful little ballad about um, a boy who uh, lost his his parents in the war. Um, and my character was going to adopt him. And it turned out to be beautiful, but we had a rough process. And I remember we were breaking for lunch that day and we, we go to check in on Ryan McCall and Megan Nagy and how their process was going. And all they did was play the song Home and You for us. And and it was, of course, incredible. And, and we were equal parts thrilled for it, but also so mad that they had this artistic burst of inspiration and wrote this amazing song. Meanwhile, we're like, you know, trudging along to get through this really difficult narrative moment in the show. Uh, and of course, it all turned out wonderful. Home and You is an amazing anthem, and I was so lucky to sing it. And And the song we wrote was um, incredible because it was actually this the, this little song that tied the whole narrative together. Uh, and, and it was just, uh, it was it was hilarious and frustrating and awesome all at once. I knew you were going to bring up Thank You, Al. I knew it. I knew it. That's why I didn't ask the question about it, because I knew you'd bring it up organically. Uh, also, we'll be selling Alfred Einstein shirts in our new Lovewell merch store very, very soon. Um, Helena, now that we're talking about memories from About Face, what are some of your great memories from that time, from those three weeks? What are the ones that still stick out to you today the most? Something that really sticks out to me with that show is the group choreography in many scenes. Um, I remember at first being so very intimidated by it and feeling like it wasn't something I could ever manage. But then um, it was even more eye-opening when we all actually did manage it together. And it looked amazing on stage. It was, uh, it was a real everything is possible moment. But I also vividly remember the, that the, the concept of that show, which was essentially the effects of war, uh, it was difficult for me to grasp. Um, but the way we were able to illustrate it through um, soldiers who were uniform but not in your uniform and through these outrageous storytellers that could lighten up the story without taking away its seriousness, it was, I just remember thinking it was very powerful creating this whimsical narrative around a subject that was very harsh. You had an extra special experience during About Face because you were also staying in dorms on campus while we were writing About Face. What was that like? Any fun dorm stories? I was from out of town, to say the least. I was staying in dorms uh, with some other students during About Face, and I have countless cherished memories from from that, too. Um, spontaneous trips to the beach and a hilarious van breakdown during pouring rain which led to an impromptu movie night really sticks out to me and 
I think I'll remember the shenanigans we were up to for the rest of my life. All the dorm stories that I remember being told all involve Eric Flemons climbing giant trees. Now, Michael, an intense creative process like writing a musical in three weeks really forms profound bonds with collaborators. Why do you think that is? And what about the paths of your peers who you co-created this musical with impresses you the most today? So whenever you go through an intense process with anybody, instantly you're linked with, with that person or with those people because you've had this shared experience. Um, in fact, actually, it's so funny. Um, two nights ago, I was I was out um, with some of our friends from Lovewell, actually, Angela Miller and Jared Korak and Amber Torres and Lou Catler, a whole bunch of them. We were out at, at some uh, at some place in New York uh, at some bar, and we were just celebrating. Uh, it was my birthday a couple of days ago, and all of a sudden, I look at the corner of my eye and I see a guy who looks very familiar. And it was a boy, it's not a boy, he's a man, he's grown up, and his name is Philip Stock. And I haven't seen Philip in about seven years because he was a Lovewell Dayton student and we did the shows uh, Dust in the Sunlight and Carried Away together in 2010. And I haven't seen him in about seven years, but when we saw each other, our jaws dropped, we smiled and, and just hugged each other and embraced each other and said, how are you, how have you been? And we caught up. And even though we'd only spent two Lovewell workshops together. And he, even though those were, they were both several years ago, we had this common bond, this common experience of being under a deadline of, of trying to write something beautiful and something hilarious and something awesome. And so even years later, even if it's someone you haven't talked to in ages, it means so much to know that you and that person or that group of people went through this awesome experience. Um, and fun fact, Philip Stock just graduated college at Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio, and he's already booked the national tour of Kinky Boots, uh, which is really cool that this, this Lovewell student, you know, has grown into this awesome professional theater artist. It's amazing. And I'm also really impressed by the people I worked with on the staff and, a stu you know, and, and with the students. Um, and, and what they're doing today. And what's so cool about Lovewell is y you don't have to be a theater person or theater professional to embrace what it's all about. I mean, I have good friends who have gone through Lovewell who have gone on to be doctors, who are studying law, um, some young political activists too, which is amazing. And then of course you have so many students and staff who go on to study theater in college um, who are professional actors, professional um, performers or writers of some sort. And, and, and it's always dazzling to see what your peers do. And, 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 and the word I like to use is colleagues. You know, they are my colleagues. Um, I know um, Lovewell, Fort Lauderdale veteran Gianna um, is now at NYU. And She's she's now one of my colleagues. You know, she is a theater maker here in New York. Uh, I am impressed by everything she does. And even though I'm older and she was a student and I'm staff, um, or I was staff at the time uh, when she was a student, we're still both people making theater of some sort. So we're we're colleagues and we work together. And, and I'm always excited to see what colleagues like Gianna and people like Angela Miller and, and Amber Torres and 
Carrie, everybody, the whole gang. I'm, I'm always excited to see what they do. Lovewell creates such great friendships because the most successful ways to approach Lovewell is to, is to be vulnerable throughout the process. Um, it is a vulnerable thing to share ideas. It is a vulnerable thing to open yourself up to a group of people who are some, some are friends and some are strangers, but to open up to them and to share ideas. Sharing ideas is scary, y'all. It, it, it's just, it just is. Um, and it doesn't have to be. Um, and that's what's so great about Lovewell is because in Lovewell it isn't. But when you are that vulnerable, instantly you're opening yourself up to people getting to know who you really are and what you're really about and what you're really interested in and what you really care about and what makes you angry, what makes you excited. And that's how you get to know a person and that's how you become friends with a person. Um, the best friends in my life are the ones I've made at Lovewell. Um, and that's a fact. And, and the friends I, I had before Lovewell who did it with me, I am closer with them now because of having gone through these processes with them. Oh, what a great story. Thank you for sharing that. There's nothing better than running into a Lovewell friend in the wild. And happy belated birthday. Look at you celebrating your birthday here on Listen Well. Helena, can you talk to us a little bit about why you think Lovewell is able to work around the world, whether that be across the U.S. or in Sweden or in the past in places like Italy and Russia? What about the work we do makes it possible to exist in so many different places? I think... A lot of communication that is international or intercultural, there is often a focus on obstacles, uh, whether that is a geographical obstacle in shape of distance or a difference in language. It's pretty easy to deem a concept or a thought as either difficult or untranslatable or whatever. Um, Lovewell does the opposite of that. It focuses on the possibilities not how will Swedes and Americans be able to communicate with another, but rather what can Swedes and Americans and Russians and Italians learn from one another. And during the process, if someone doesn't understand a part of the process or the show or anything, um, everyone's default is to make sure to bring that person on board, regardless of background or nationality. All right, this last question is for both of you. What are some of the ways that you use Lovewell and the lessons you've learned because of Lovewell in your everyday life? What was that most impactful lesson that you learned during your time as a Lovewell student? Oh my goodness, there are so many um, things from Lovewell that are applicable to day-to-day -day living. The first thing that always comes to mind is the idea of a deadline. A deadline is what drives me to get stuff done. Um, and it's also a deadline in which other people are holding me accountable. Um, in Lovewell, you ha you know you have a deadline. There's a day where you have to put on a full length original musical. You have to have songs and dances and and a story and and and, and you name it. And that's amazing. And because of that, stuff gets done. I, I just had a big. Uh, I just had an application due this week, um, and for a show that doesn't have much written for it, but because of this application and this deadline I had that was actually today, the deadline was today. And I wrote three or four songs. I had some friends come over to my apartment to sing demos. Uh, last minute, I was texting people, hey, could you come over and sing stuff for me? 
thank you, I love you, I'll give you all the presents in the world if you do. Um, and I got a synopsis of the show written out just by the sheer nature of having a deadline and having to have something to show for it um, by, by a certain point, by a deadline that is. It said so much, but it's it can't be emphasized enough. Collaboration is in itself an art form and, and something to learn. It's not always easy to open yourself up to other people. It's not always easy to have people open up to you with their ideas. I mean, that's a vulnerable thing on 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 uh, for everybody. I mean, really, uh, it's 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 tricky. But collaboration is the driving force of everything we do every day. Whether you are a theater maker and you are collaborating with a director or a fellow writer, uh, and and you're hearing ideas and you're arguing ideas and, and you're fighting it out, but you're fighting it with love and with uh, good intent and with intelligence. And it's because everyone wants the best for what it is you're working towards. That's invaluable. Collaboration happens. I mean, my God, when you go to the grocery store, you're collaborating with the people there helping you pick out whatever it is you need to find. I mean, you need to communicate what it is you want, what it is you envision, and they need to communicate how they can help you. I mean, collaboration is every everything, and it's every day, and it's all around us. And that's essential. The last thing, and because I know I'm going so long, um, one of the best things that Level teaches me is, is being kind to yourself. Um, it is so easy to come down on yourself for the things you want, for the things you strive for, for the things you try to create. And love well through simple things like saying the affirmations. To And if uh, you're not a love wellite and you don't know about the affirmations, I encourage you to go to lovewell.org, look them up. They're pretty cool. Whether it's something like the affirmations, whether it's sharing your work with someone else and having them just say, hey, you made something, and that's awesome in itself. That goes such a long way. Being kind to yourself is just as important as being kind to those around you. And and in Love Well, I have to be reminded of that because it can get stressful and crazy. And um and 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 yeah, and I just think having that community, that Love Well community, remind you, be kind to yourself. Uh, because that's what pushes you to do amazing things that you didn't think were possible. Like, for instance, writing a musical in three weeks. Helena, what about you? Oof, um, there's so many. Uh, and But they're so hard to put into words, even though it is literally my job to put stuff into words. Um, I think I think since Lovewell was such, a, such an intense part of my early teenage years, um, it taught me not only confidence in myself, but also in others. Um, I mean, being able to create something like a full-length musical without having any sort of experience like it uh, works wonders for believing in yourself. Uh, but also, I can't stress enough how Lovewell has impact impacted my trust and faith in other people. Because, I mean, throughout your life, trusting people can be difficult, whether it is trusting them to be nice to you or to care about you or to finish a song on time for opening night. But during Lovewell, you have to do all of these. And I think that's partly why Lovewell leads to so very many lifelong friendships. Anything else either of you would like to add? I would just like to say to anyone I've ever done a Lovewell production with or anyone 
who's ever been a Lovewellite, uh, please let me know if you're ever coming to Stockholm, Sweden, because I know all the cool places to go and I probably want to have coffee with you. Thanks so much for having me. I've been on for so long. Um, oh, I remember about face. It was so crazy. It was such a crazy show. There were so many moving parts, so many characters, so many storylines, so many songs. And yet, like it always does, it came together. And we have some amazing songs to look back on, some amazing scenes. We also have uh, Marcus Davis's first choreography for Lovewell. Um, and I'll never forget that the first thing he ever choreographed for Lovewell, uh, for all you music nerds listening to this podcast, um, every bar changed from 4-4 to 7-8. And our valiant music director, Ryan McCall, just said, okay, I guess that's what we're going to do. And we did it. And it was the coolest, most bad, you know what, dance I've ever seen. Um, so it was an amazing time. Thank you both so much for taking the time to sit down and record this interview. I love you both. I miss you both. And I hope that you stick around and enjoy the show. Thanks for having me. Love well. Thank you. Oh, the show is about to begin. All right, now, please, no talking during the show. Unwrap any hard candies now and take as many pictures as you'd like because the actors are at places and the curtain is rising for About Face, a musical recollection.
so sorry I've been stalking you all. If you'll just give me back my bag, I'll leave you all alone. You heard it.
and trying to grow. No place to call home, no place to go. Their soldiers are here, no past of their own. Always together, always alone.
sing that song.
Shut up, Tim.
I'm the one who created the drug. 
hope that you enjoyed Act 1 of About Face. For tonight's brief intermission, we'd like to remind you some of the exciting things happening in the Lovewell community. Our Season of Lovewell workshops begins next month. Registration is still open for all of our 2018 summer programs. Head to www.lovewell.org and click Apply to book your spot now. Scholarships are available for all programs. Come and write a musical or two with us. It'll be a blast. We have a new online merch store. That's right, you can get all of the latest Lovewell gear on anything from a t-shirt to a coffee mug. Head on over to lovewell.threadless.com. L-O-V-E-W-E-L-L dot T-H-R-E-A-D-L-E-S-S dot com to check out our store and get some new merch. We will be hosting a Design of the Month contest every month to add new designs to our store, so be sure to stay on the lookout for more information about that. Our May Design of the Month comes courtesy of Toby Waldron, so be sure to stop into our new digital store to check it out. As always, we'll be posting new episodes of Listen Well, a Love Well podcast on the first Thursday of every month. Yes, even during your Love Well summer, we will have new episodes on the first Thursday of every month. So be sure to subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Later this month, we should have some more bonus content for you, so keep an eye out for more information. If you are listening to this on SoundCloud, we are also available on iTunes, where you can leave a rating and a review as well. Nobody's done that. It would be nice if someone did. If you like the show, let us know. Ooh, the lights just flickered. That means it's time to get back to the show. Please enjoy Act 2 of About Face.
but you haven't done anything about the conflict. Instead of avoiding it, you should be trying to work for change while I work on the antidote.
I'm sick of it. Why can't I know what's going on? Gabby, I'm scared. What if my parents never come back? You know, my dad always told me, don't cry until you have What does that mean? It means don't worry until you have a reason to. I mean, we can stay here all night and think about our parents and wonder when they're going to come home, but we can't. We'll see them again. I know you. Thank you. 
Abraham. He lied to us this whole time. What are you talking about? We were betrayed.
Thank you all for joining us for tonight's episode of Listen Well, a Lovewell podcast. Special thanks to Michael and Helena for joining us at Lovewell HQ for their great interview. Be sure to subscribe, and we will see you next month for another Lovewell Rewind. Until then, this is Tyler Grimes reminding you to listen well, create well, love well. Good night. Bye.